Welcome to the Root Cause Revolution podcast with functional and integrative nurse nutritionist and energy medicine practitioner, Audrey Christie. Hey friends, last episode we talked about the fear of cholesterol and what a crock that is. And today we're going to follow up that episode with a little bit more in-depth information, not necessarily on cholesterol specifically, but more on one of the causes of cholesterol issues or that cholesterol oxidation that we talked about. It's also a cause of a whole lot of other things in the human body. So um, tune in because episode 305, we're talking about seed oils. First, I'd like to welcome you if this is your first time listening or if you're a long time listener. I'm Audrey. I am a root cause clinician and I specialize in helping you to stop masking symptoms and start healing from the roots up. Get rid of those chronic symptoms and syndromes and diseases, rebalance your body and truly flourish. I specialize in helping you start your own root cause revolution to rebalance your body so you can heal for good. If you are done with band-aids and ready for real healing solutions, you're in the right place. So I want to give you a little bit of the same information that we talked about in the last episode, that our health as a human species is declining. We are in an epidemic of obesity. We are in an epidemic of medical and clinical decision-making, and even science, medical science, nutrition science is heavily, heavily influenced and controlled by the vested interest of big pharmaceutical companies and big food production and manufacturing. So as you might imagine, if you really let that sink in, that is quite the conflict of interest, right? So If we continue to move down the same path that we're on and that we have been on for quite a while now, for at least the last 40, 50, 60 years, then we will continue to see humans as a species, our health to decline. Um, And it's not just Americans, it's, you know, people in America, of course, but also in other heavily Americanized regions throughout the world. Uh, In America, specifically, we've lost two years off our life expectancy and the people that are living to um, our average life expectancy or better are riddled with chronic disease. Um, The quality of life is not good. So, you know, overall, our health is regressing or going backwards. Um, And I find it interesting, and I think most of you will too, to know how much influence pharma and big food have on the way many people, all people think teach, uh, were raised on topics of health and nutrition. Um, you know, from medical school curriculum to studies, you know, determining health policy, um, to the World Health Organization directly influenced and funded and indirectly influenced and funded by big pharma and big food. Um, you know, Every year I talk about the uh, dietary guidelines that are put out um, and or every five years. When the new dietary guidelines come out, I talk about them on this podcast. Um, And the committee that wrote the 2020 to 2025 dietary guidelines, um, 19 out of 20 members of that of that committee um, were had financial ties and benefits from big pharma and big food. 
um, with the International Life Sciences Institute being the largest um, recipient of financial benefit from Big Pharma and Big Food. Um, we've talked before about the ads on TV. Those are programmed by Big Pharma, Big Food. Uh, and these entities, and for, for better or for worse, for right or wrong, they have zero interest in your health. They are there to profit. Um, and it doesn't profit pharmaceutical companies for you to get better. Uh, and Food companies are there for you to stay addicted to their products to make their products in the least expensive way possible and keep you coming back for more. The sad part is, is that, you know, it's all essentially legal, right? Our government makes sure that it's legalized and acceptable to be deceptive um, deliberately. So rather than get on the entire soapbox about that again, I do want to remind you that uh, it was around uh, between the years of 1920 and 1960 when heart disease and some other inflammatory conditions really had a big uptick in the American health uh, stratosphere, if you will. Um, and back in the 70s, the late 70s, um, information, and we, if you go back and listen to the cholesterol, cholesterol episode, you'll know, you know, the information that came out that said that we should stop eating as much saturated fat, um, which in context to what we were talking about last week, we were talking about the increase in sugar. But today I just want to talk about if we took away animal fat, what we actually replaced it with. And the short answer is we replaced it with things like canola oil, vegetable oil, corn oil, grapeseed oil, soy oil, cottonseed oil, safflower oil, rice bran, and sunflower oil. Now, there are some uh, proponents of getting rid of seed oils that call those the evil eight, the evil eight, meaning those are oils that we should never, ever, ever, ever eat. And you might be uh, interested to know that many of those oils actually started out as machine lubricants, um, or they were left over from manufacturing processes. And they thought, what what can we do with all of these? Um, and begin using them in preservatives and foods. What's wrong with these oils? Well, these oils are what we call PUFAs. And PUFA stands for polyunsaturated fatty acid. They are the most unstable fatty acids. And when we cook with them, when they are heated, they destabilize, they deteriorate into toxic substances. Now, a little bit of toxic substance is going to cause a little bit of oxidative stress. So if we eat more than 4% of our total calories from these PUFAs, polyunsaturated fat, it overburdens our metabolism and overburdens our bodies with oxidative stress, which disrupts our balance. It uh, it disrupts our homeostasis. It leads to obesity, to chronic disease, and ultimately ages us faster and leads us to earlier death. All humans eventually die from oxidative, oxidative stress, but seed oils in the diet make us sick long before we should be, long before that oxidative stress should get us. On average, we're consuming five to six times per day that maximum amount of seed oils we should be consuming. So if 4% of our total caloric intake can be these toxic seed oils each day, on average, people are consuming five to six times that amount. So we're looking at 
20 to 24% of the total calories consumed being these polyunsaturated fatty acids or seed oils. Now, as a review, those seed oils that we're looking at here, sunflower, safflower, rice bran, canola, cottonseed, soy, corn, grape seed, um, all of those, those are the ones we're talking about here. So if you're eating anything in a package, I want you to look at your potato chips. I want you to look at your healthy energy bar, your organic snacks. If it's coming in a package, I want you to flip that label over and look, are these seed oils in that package? Are they part of this package? The historically high levels of PUFAs that we are consuming are absolutely generating toxins in our body. The toxins are generated in the factory, in the cooking, in the deep frying. This all generates toxins. And when we have this excessive PUFA, remember five to six times the amount we're supposed to have, it depletes our body of antioxidant capacity, meaning oxidative stress can run rampant, run wild. It generates free radical cascades. It destroys the fatty bilayer in the cell, the phospholipid bilayer, and it permanently shuts down and damages mitochondria, damages DNA. It creates new cytotoxic molecules, and the list goes on and on and on. And guys, these are things that are backed up by studies, by science. This is real, tangible information. When you hear me say things like you can't out supplement a bad diet, you cannot take enough antioxidants to overcome the detriment that seed oils are doing to your body. The driver of oxidative stress, the seed oils driving that oxidative stress, the, the PUFAs, um, because it can, it just kickstarts uncontrolled spontaneous oxidative attacks at a cellular level. And this attack leads to a ton of different disease states, many of which are centered around insulin resistance and metabolic disease. So typically the things that are associated with type 2 diabetes, pre-diabetes, and all of those associated conditions are things like saturated fat, carbohydrates, including sugar, not that uh, high fructose corn syrup and and man-made sugar isn't a problem here, um, but also red meat. Those are kind of the three things that people typically associate with cardiovascular disease and metabolic disease and all that stuff. If you look at a chart of uh, seed oil consumption overlaid with saturated fat consumption, carb consumption, and red meat consumption, and then overlay on that the amount of uh, diagnosis, new diagnoses of type 2 diabetes, prediabetes, and cardiac conditions, guess what? You will see that carbs, saturated fat, and red meat from 1909 to 2020, the consumption of that has gone down and the consumption of seed oils has gone up. And at almost the exact same trajectory, the diagnoses of diabetes, prediabetes, and conditions associated with with those two uh, kind of foundational diseases in the body. When you look at the information in a graph like this, it suggests that saturated fat, that fruit, and that red meat cannot possibly be responsible for chronic disease, certainly not alone in in, in a vacuum. And while last episode, we primarily talked about sugar 
um, the root cause of sugar cravings, <laughs> the root cause of all of these sugar issues is still seed oils, polyunsaturated fats. I'm going to call them PUFAs for the rest of the episode because it's easier to say, but they increase the body's requirement for sugar. So people's appetites are driven towards refined flours and sugars when they have excessive consumption of seed oils. So what we see happening is we are telling clients and patients to cut down the sweets and cut down the refined flour and all of these things. However, it's almost impossible to do with a significant dietary consumption of PUFAs. So how did we get here, right? How did we get here? Well, we talked a little bit about some of the uh, policy changes in the cholesterol episode and at the top of this episode of how we got to a place where seed oils are in everything. Here's a hint, big food, right? Um, The reason this happened is primarily because Harvard and the American Heart Association actively promote seed oils. They say that seed oils are healthy due to their high polyunsaturated fatty acid content. However, as we as I've mentioned all throughout the last few minutes of this episode, the PUFAs oxidize very, very easily and become toxic. And the American Heart Association was launched, was funded by companies selling seed oils, which suggests huge conflicts of interest. Um, playing a big role in this dietary advice. Now, unfortunately, most doctors accept this advice of Harvard and the American uh, Heart Association because many of them are, one, either untrained in nutrition science, two, unaware of the history of the Harvard AHA Alliance, um, and one of and, and and unaware that the funding for the AHA, you know, close to, I believe it was $20 million, comes from companies selling products made with seed oils. Um, so also, you know, the whole scientific fraud issue that we talked about uh, with the cholesterol front um, between the men who originally proposed the ideas that seed oils are healthy and saturated fats are unhealthy. If we're not eating the the evil eight, as some some places call them, the sunflower, safflower, soy, corn, cottonseed, canola, rice bran, or grapeseed oil, what are we cooking with? What are we eating with? And here's the thing. Best choice, beef tallow, right? It's great for uh, heated cooking, so low to medium to high heat frying. Um, Grass-fed is best. There are a few brands that are really great. One's called Fatworks, Epic, Ancestral Sub- Supplements. Those are all really good tallows. Um, you can also purchase these at local farms. So if you're local to the North Texas area, I can buy tallow, grass-fed, grass-finished tallow at local farms in my area. Uh, another good choice is grass-fed, grass-finished butter. This is good for low heat cooking, right? So uh, a smoke point of 302 degrees. If you are dairy sensitive, then ghee is another good choice. You can get um, ghee that is uh, casein free for dairy sensitive. Um, You can use it for uh, low to high heat cooking and frying. Ghee is really good for baking too. Um, Grass fed, grass finished is always the best option. Ancient Organics, Carrington Farms, Bulletproof. There's even a brand of dairy free, casein free, I should say, ghee at uh, Costco most of the time. Um, if you can't do the 
any if you can't do butter or ghee, then tallow. Tallow is by far the top choice. Um, olive oil is good for room temperature or low heat cooking. You don't want to fry anything in olive oil. Um, you also want to make sure that it is real olive oil because a lot of olive oils, particularly your sale brands, your cheap brands are cut with, drum roll please, toxic seed oils. Um, coconut oil is another really good one for those of you who are unable to get your hands on tallow or unable to do ghee or grass-fed, grass-finished butter for a variety of reasons. But coconut oil is good for a smoke point up to about 350 degrees. You can create toxicity with coconut oil. So do be careful. Um, but there are quite a few brands, including a Costco brand as well. You want to get cold pressed, extra virgin, unrefined coconut oil for the best option. And then olive oil is another good one. Um, but olive or olive oil, excuse me, avocado oil. We already talked about olive oil. Um, avocado oil is good for low to high heat cooking if it's pure. So it has a high smoke point of 480 degrees, but you have to make sure you get the unrefined extra virgin avocado oil for that. There are brands that have been busted for, uh, just like olive oil, um, adding the toxic seed oils to their brand. So look for like Cal Pure Extra Virgin, Primal Kitchen is uh, generally a trusted brand, Chosen Foods and Marianne's are typically all good uh, brands of avocado oils that have been tested uh, as well. So what are we going to do about it? So the first thing I want you to do is stop eating seed oils. Stop eating seed oils. And this isn't like an 80-20, 90-10 type situation. Stop eating seed oils. So if you have them in your house, throw them away. If they're in your prepackaged food, time to start finishing those up and replacing them with things that are not inclusive of seed oils. We want to avoid these highly processed oils because of their high uh, oxidative stress factor, their high omega-6 factor, because they are leading to, they're playing a huge role in any chronic inflammatory disease that you have, any symptoms that you have, skin issues, gut issues, weight issues, hormone issues. Um, So many of those things are rooted in, one of the roots are in seed oils. I'm often asked, you know, Audrey, I don't have money to um, go, you know, do this program or that program, or Audrey, I... Uh, I'm seeing a functional medicine doctor and he put me on $800 a month worth of supplements. Um, You know, I can't afford to do that, you know, this sort of thing. Guys, I get it. If you have any sort of symptoms and a limited budget, then getting rid of seed oils is the best thing that you can do for your human suit. Immediate, immediate, like within a week of giving up seed oils, we start to see symptom resolution. Um, So you know, if you have a limited budget and you don't know where to start or everyone's telling you, oh, you got to take 75 supplements, there are a time and place for supplemental therapies, but you can't out supplement a bad diet. The first thing that I would do is get rid of seed oils. Okay. The very first thing. The second thing I would do is to find a way to sweat regularly. If that meant, you know, a sauna or whatever. And then the, the next thing I would do is start feeding my body nourishing foods. So high quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, fruits, uh, raw honey, maybe some maple syrup, depending on what what you need and what you have. 
Um, the next thing I would do is get in the sun, get some sunlight on your skin first and in your eyes first thing in the morning and last thing at the end of the day. Um, and then I would invest in a good water filter and start drinking a ton of water all before you start trying to figure out what else is wrong. This is going to help you reduce inflammation. This is going to help you to improve your drainage pathways, start to rehab your mitochondrial function. And yeah, you might need some more help. You might need help supplementally or professionally for drainage pathways and molds and mycotoxins and Lyme and parasites and all of these things. But without these foundational pieces in place, it's going to be an uphill battle. You'll keep falling back into those old habits. So the one thing I want you to take away from today is stop eating seed oils. Get rid of them. This is like an urgent call to action, particularly if you have existing health issues. All right. I think I've said it enough. <laughs> no more seed oils, right? So if, as always, if you have any questions, you can drop questions for the show at audreychristie.com forward slash question. Uh, the next episode will be a Q&A episode, and then we'll be talking about inner voice sound healing. Um, and so as always, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Root Cause Revolution podcast. Be sure and subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated.